Well, praise the Lord and good day to you wherever you might be, whatever time of the day it might be. We're just praising God again on this day because he has saved our souls from hell and the wrath to come, the devil, and daily he's saving ourselves from ourselves. He's saving us from ourselves every day, making us conformable into the image of his death on Calvary's cross. Hallelujah. Boy, do we ever need to be learning about that. And uh, we just praise God for the opportunity to be in his kingdom, to be a child of God. Oh my goodness, there's no end to what we could be praising him and thanking him for. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Glory to God. But welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in Queen City, Texas. And we are in the book of Hebrews and specifically chapter 10 is where we will be today. Before we dig into the word today, I just want to have a moment of prayer, a time of prayer this morning. Uh, yeah, we, we have uh, a dear sister and a, and a friend of ours who is under the attack of the enemy this morning. And, uh, and so uh, we just want to pray for her and, uh, and ask the Lord's merciful hands to touch her and to raise her up uh, with, his, with his merciful and powerful healing hands. Let's just pray for our dear sister. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that in that name we've been justified. In that name we've been healed, saved, delivered, restored. Oh, Lord, in that name we come to you this morning asking you for our sister's health, wholeness, place of recovery and deliverance from the attack of the enemy. We pray, God, that you would just remove that which has uh, uh, brought her under attack. We pray that you would wipe it out in the name of Jesus by the power of that name for the glory of that name. We just give you all the praise this morning for having your way in her life, in her body, in her mind, and in her everything that you've placed in her life. Lord, we just ask you to bless her. And we pray this also for all those others who are struggling, who are under the attack of the enemy this morning. We praise you that on this day, there will be miracles. On this day, there will be healing. On this day, there will be deliverance because you have given us these promises. And we claim them today through the precious blood and in the name of the one who was exalted all the way to heaven at your right hand, Father, that he might become the mediator of these very benefits we're asking for today. In his name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5 is where we'll begin. This is going to be really good today. I hope that you'd get your Bibles, your pencil and paper and follow along with us. And the Bible here says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5, Wherefore, when he comes into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering you would not, that means you desired not, but a body have you prepared for me. God prepared a body for his son to be placed into the womb of the Virgin Mary that he might come forth as a sinless sacrifice for all of humanity. And before we get too deep into that, I want to look for a moment 
and, and pray the Lord help you to see something this morning that will help you in your studies throughout the entirety of the Bible. And that is in that very first word of verse 5. So many times these words like this are overlooked. And, but if we learn to look at everything that's written in the Bible and, and, and where the words are placed, it will help us with more intensity to see the truth of what is written there for us. So let's look at that word most would never think twice about, wherefore. Wherefore. When we see the word wherefore or therefore, it always tells us to look back there or look back where something was said so that we can go for word. There, then forward. Where, then forward. And I hope that helped you. I hope that helps you. Let's look at this example of what I'm talking. This is this is very helpful to the, the the student of God's word, and we need to we need to really understand these things. Watch this now. Let's let's start with verse four and and help us to see a little more clearly what the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to see. Because you can't walk in what you can't see. You can't walk in what you can't see. And that's the problem, biggest problem in the church today is that we just vainly think certain things and we can't see them. And you can't walk in what you don't see. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, Proverbs 12 and 17. And the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. Jesus said he would when he came. The Spirit of truth will guide us into all truth. But we have to be hearing it to be seeing the path that he guides us on. When we hear truth, we see righteousness, the path that he leads us on. And that is how it all works, my friend. And so what? let's read verse 4 this morning. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Wherefore? And if you tap on the word, and I know sometimes people think, is he trying to expound on the word wherefore? I'm trying to help you, and those that can be helped will. Hallelujah. If you look into the word wherefore, it has a Strong's number as well. And you can look at it, and it actually means through which thing that is consequently, through which thing, that is consequently, for which cause, therefore, wherefore, for which cause. So let's look at that. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Where? There, because the blood of bulls can't take away sin. That's where you look and get that, realize that. To go forward, where? Forward, you must now... You must accept that that under the old can't get you saved. That Go back to verse 1 in this 10th chapter. For the law having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. And we realize as we've studied this over the past couple of sessions 
that being made perfect is talking about the removal of the guilty conscience and, 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 and the making of us believers complete in Christ. So when we see in verse 4 that, the, that it is impossible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. When we look there and we see where God is telling us this, wanting us to look to see, then we can go forward when we accept that. Then we'll understand what he means when he says, when he comes into the world, talking about our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, sacrifice and offering you desired not. But a body have you prepared me. Jesus was prepared about, he's always been the eternal word of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the living word of God that was made flesh for us. John chapter 1 verse 14 uh, tells us that the word became flesh. John chapter 1 verses 1 and 2 tell us that the Word is God. And then in verse 14 of that first chapter of John, it says that Word that is God became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. He is the Word of God that is God that became the Son of God among men. The living word. That's why Jesus could say in John chapter 6, I believe it was verse 53 or 56, somewhere in that vicinity, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Because he was speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit who is God. And although he didn't carry around the expression of God Almighty, he was God Almighty in flesh, the fullness of the Godhead, dwelt in Christ. He was the living Word. And, and when he came into this world, he, he was prepared a body and placed in the womb of the Virgin Mary. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit not men. And let me say this as we look at this verse 5 this morning. When Jesus came into the world, he came from outside the world. Everyone else who's come into the world has come into the world through the reproduction of men and women, the reproduction system that God set in place of uniting a man and a woman intimately knowing each other and reproducing after their own kind, Jesus did not come into this world through that reproduction system cycle. He did not. He came into the, you and I came into this world, but we came into this world through those who were already in this world. Jesus did not. He came into this world from out of this world. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 47, in that portion of scripture there, that Jesus is the last Adam. That means he's the last representative of all humanity 
ability that God will ever send. And he is, the Bible tells us there, the Lord that came from heaven. You see, men cannot reproduce anything other than what they are. Sin, we reproduce sinners. That's why when we're born into this world, we're already a sinner because we're conceived in sin, in iniquity, in our mother's womb. And that in the book of Psalms is not talking about they were committing acts of sin and we were conceived. No, we were conceived in our place in conception was that of a sinner, that of iniquity, because that is what we are. And we can only reproduce that which we are. That's the very reason Jesus would say, you must be born again by some other means than the reproduction cycle. You and I came into this world from those who were already in this world and we're sinners, therefore we are sinners. And we start sinning, and we don't become sinners when we begin committing sins. We begin committing sins because we already are sinners. And we need to understand these things and, and, and walk in the light of these things because Jesus came from outside the world because there was nothing in the world any longer but the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Nothing among men could save men because all men were dead in trespasses and sins. And a dead man can't save anybody. A dead man, you, you've heard liars and false prophets such as Ken Copeland say if he would have had the knowledge Jesus had, he could have been the Savior. Men make some crazy comments, don't they? And, and you know, you had to come from heaven to be the Savior of the world. And Jesus said there's only one who's ever come from the Father, and that was him. So because we're Bible illiterates for the most part, we say dumb things. And some people, such as that man I just named, he, he continues in his lies and ignorance taking God's word uh, in demonic uh, 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 twisting for his own fleshly lust. And, and that's what happens when we do that instead of looking at the cross as the victory of God for men among men offered to men only there, not some defeat, but the victory offered us there on Calvary's cross. If you can't see it, then you'll never be born again. If you can't see it, then you'll never have it. If you can't see the victory in the death of Jesus for the atonement of your sins and all the grace of God that he will ever offer you, then you can't have those things. If you think that Jesus was defeated on Calvary's cross, then you cannot be born again. And you need to know these things. Hallelujah. It's time the church woke up and came back to simply believing the absolute trustworthiness of what is written in the Bible without all the, the fleshly lustful excuses as to why we have the right to change it. And, you know, men just wrote it, so we're men. And, and, and the people, the Catholic folks who think they're uh, right and they think that they actually, that the church, the Catholic 
what they call the church, which is not the church, that they have the power to change the word of God and, and all these things that simply take place in the heart of man because they're not fully trusting in the death of Jesus on Calvary's cross as all they need. If you begin to reach out away from Jesus and his atoning sacrifice for anything, the devil will fill your heart full of knowledge that's false and make it look, remember he transforms himself as an angel of what? Light. That means knowledge. That means he pours knowledge in that may almost be right. But remember what almost right is? Still wrong. Still, almost right is still wrong. And that's how the devil himself operates as he transforms himself into an angel of light that is not light. It's knowledge that looks almost right. And for you and I, my friends, that look through Calvary's cross, the precious blood of Jesus, we see those things that are wrong, though almost right. And we turn from those things and those teaching those things because all they can do is have a form of godliness that seems right, but because it's not fully right, it's wrong. Hallelujah. So watch this. Jesus came into this world and he, and he said, Sacrifice and offering you desired not, but a body have you prepared me. You know, the Bible says that Jesus took part of our being made in the likeness of sinful flesh. He, he, he took part. Let's see if we can't find that. Is that Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 or somewhere? Uh, yes, it is. How about that? Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Let's look at that to get a little better picture of this today. For as much then as the children are partakers, <coughs> us of flesh and blood, that which we're made of, he also himself likewise took part of the same. He did not come into this world from anything in this world. He was not produced after, reproduced after our kind. He is the Lord, God Almighty, that came from heaven to earth with a body having been prepared for him, watch, that he himself likewise took part of the same. He shared part of the same. Why don't we just click on that word? It's a Bible study this morning. To be a partaker of. To be a partaker of. And so he did not, he, he only took a part of the same, partaker of the same. He had a flesh and he had blood, but it wasn't the same blood like we have that's tainted. The life that's in our blood is tainted because we were born after men and women who were already on the earth, sinners. He took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So Jesus came into this world. He, he was 
given the Bible says there that God prepared for him a body, a sinless body, a body without spot or blemish, meaning without sin. He came into the world because God was never pleased with the blood of animals. Never pleased. Look at verse 6. There it's written for us. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have had no pleasure. Remember, if God is saying there's something he cannot be pleased with, that means you better not put your faith in it or it won't be legitimate faith because it's impossible to please our God, the God of our salvation, without faith. That means ultimately, and I hope you can see this today, that if God was never pleased with the blood of animals and it's impossible to please him, Without faith, that means everyone under the old covenant who just brought animal sacrifices, who had their faith in what they were doing in the offering of the animal sacrifices, and their faith did not reach forward to that promise given in the Garden of Eden about the seed of the woman that would come and crush the head of the enemy, God was not pleased in the offering of that sacrifice of the blood of animals. He was not pleased with the faith that they were placing in that. Faith has always, the object of all faith in the eyes of God has always been the promise of a redeemer. And my friends, that's not changed today. Not even for you and I as Christians, as people of God who've been born again, filled with the Spirit of God, having the gifts of the Holy Spirit operating in our very lives, the object of faith still has to be the one who is Redeemer and what he did to redeem us. You don't make it in through the cross and then move on without it. You make it in through the cross and you move on with it or you do not move on. It does does not matter who disagrees with that. Everyone who does has been deceitfully deceived. Anyone who th thinks that they come in through the blood and then go on past into the, what they call the deeper things of God without the cross, without the object of faith being again today the cross, they move on in a vain imaginative place vain glory where they find themselves begging for grace, begging for mercy, begging for all these things that Jesus is ever present to mediate and impart to us if our faith remains in the sacrifice of Christ. Hallelujah. You and I never move on without the cross. Jesus taught it in a way in a couple of different places. First one being Luke 9 and 23 if any man come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. In Luke 14 and 27, Jesus taught, if a man does not take up his cross, he cannot be my disciple. Look the word disciple up. It means learner. 
follower. You have to be following someone to be learning of them. Jesus said that's an impossibility without taking up your cross. Your cross is not your divorce. It's not your diagnosis of sickness. It's not your bankruptcy. It's not this or that hard times that you're going through. You better know what your cross is when you step into those hard times or you will be most miserable and be found begging God for this and for that and not finding what you need. You need to hear me today. You need to hear this today. You need to know these things. Your cross that you take up daily is your faith in that which Jesus did for you on Calvary's cross. He died for you to put away sin, to uh, demolish and crush the devil's head so that you and I no longer have to be found blaming the devil for everything. But he also crucified the old man. Romans chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, Galatians 2 and 20. We've been put to death. We've been crucified with Christ. And our faith must remain in that. Romans chapter 6, verse 11 teaches us that we have to daily reckon ourselves to be dead, not was to be dead indeed to the sin nature. And if we don't keep our faith in the cross, the sin nature will reign in our lives no matter how many wonderful songs of worship we're singing, how high we lift our holy hands, how much we pray, how much we study and learn and memorize the word of God. If our faith is not in the cross of Christ, the sin nature will reign. Romans 6 and 16 was written to saved people in the church. Uh, uh, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants are to whom you obey. And then only two avenues are given to the church. Uh, one of them is Let's just turn over there and read it this morning since that's where we've been led. Romans 6.16, the two options we have to be found obedient in God's eyes, doesn't matter what I say, you say, we all get together and make up. There's only two avenues of obedience that God sees from heaven now. And it is, let's look at it. Know ye not, this is Romans 6 and 16. Don't you know? church in Rome, church wherever you are, that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Whether of sin, that means the sin nature, unto death, that means that means as a child of God, if, if you're trusting in anything other than Calvary's cross, the death of your Savior Jesus, that you're back to serving the sin nature. It's deceitful and deceptive. Read Romans chapter 7. And, and it's unto death. Remember Paul said when he resorted back to the law, sin revived and he died. Read Romans chapter 7. He's not talking about before he was saved. Don't listen to that ignorant hogwash. Paul was talking about after he was born again because you can only be alive without the law when you're born again. And that's what he said in Romans 7. I was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came, 
When he looked back to the commandment, the sin nature revived and he died. Revelation chapter 3, Jesus tells through the apostle John that the church of Sardis is dead. They're born again. They're children of God, filled with the Spirit of God. But yet Jesus is found on the outside of that fellowship, knocking to get in. Why is he on the outside? Why is he not in fellowship? Because the fellowship we have with our Savior, one with another, is if we're walking with him in the light he is in. That's the light of his righteousness offered only through the death his death on Calvary's cross. Watch this now. The only other option of obedience, avenue of obedience, the first one is as we obey the sin nature like we did when we were lost. You can do that as a child of God. Don't believe those preachers that tell you the sin nature is gone, annihilated, and and you, you can't ever fall prey to it again. Paul said you could. And here we see again that you can be found obeying the sin nature that's unto that death Paul spoke of, John spoke of about Sardis, the church of Sardis. Or you can be found obeying in the obedience that's unto righteousness. That's the obedience of Christ unto death. That's unto righteousness. When you and I were born again, it's simply because we believed from the heart unto that righteousness, Romans 10 and 10, that death of Jesus that allowed God to view us as obedient before we ever went and did anything. We were viewed by God as obeying the truth that revealed righteousness to us. That's why Paul writes to the church in Galatians says, who's bewitched you that you're no longer obeying the truth? The truth is faith in the cross of Christ. That's what you're... That, that, the only obedience to truth is faith in the cross. Then the Holy Spirit can guide us into all truth and God can see the obedience of Christ continued in our life because it's his obedience. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's go back before we have to close and read verses 5 and 6 together again. Wherefore, when he, Jesus, comes into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you desired not, but a body have you prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. And let's say it again as we close today. The saints of old had to have their faith in a coming Redeemer. They had to bring sacrifices, but if that was where their faith was and that was what their faith was in, God was never pleased never pleased with that blood of animals, and he can't be pleased without faith. So that means their faith couldn't be in what they were doing, even the bringing of the blood of animals. Their faith had to be in that coming Redeemer who would come one day and rescue those specific saints of old out of the very place of paradise. Abraham's bosom, which Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible tells us Jesus did exactly that. Matthew 27 tells us that the graves of the saints of old opened up and many, all of them, 
came out of those graves and walked into Jerusalem. Walked into Jerusalem. That's what your Bible tells you in Matthew 27. And this is about all we're going to have time for today. Time flies so fast. It won't be long. You and I will be at the marriage supper of the Lamb any moment now. I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for joining us today. I pray that God has been able to reach into your heart and impart great truth there today that you and I both need to have a greater light for the journey ahead as he prepares us and equips us not only for the journey in this world ahead but for his coming. He is attempting to wake his people up and to prepare us for his coming for us to make sure that we have oil in our lamps and our light is shining so that we can hear that trumpet blast. Oh, it's going to happen any day now. And again, I hope you've been blessed. Don't forget to keep praying for those who are under the attack of the enemy today, for it is many, and especially those who carry this message of the cross, for it is that which the devil hates. It's a reminder his head has been crushed, the power of death has been stolen from him, and that many are leaving his dark kingdom and being translated into the light of God's kingdom in Christ Jesus. If you desire to sow into this ministry that has been a blessing to you, if we have, may God stir your heart to do so. And you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can sow your seed into good ground by texting the word GIVE to the number 903 231-5950. And don't forget to check out our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. And everything we do here at Crossway Church is on our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.